Welcome to A Savored Life, a podcast that inspires you to live a more fulfilled life with mindful writing, intuitive cooking, and creative inspiration. I'm Samaya Osmani, your host, and each episode of A Savored Life is filled with creative expression, freeing our preconceived ideas that hold us back from fulfilling our true potential as writers and creatives. Staying within the theme of food writing in this episode, I'm exploring what it makes this art and promise of preserving the stories within the recipes so magical, and the way in which we can forge this beautiful career in writing. In this episode, we're going to be talking about chronicling the stories of spice and faraway lands. I'm really honored to be joined by guest Eleanor Ford. Eleanor writes about food with a sense of place, something that I adore. She's the author of Fire Islands, which won the Guild of Food Writers Award and the Edward Stanford Travel Writing Awards in 2020. Her first book, Samarkand, which was co-authored with Caroline Eden, won the Guild of Food Writers Award as well in 2017. But it is her latest book, The Nutmeg Trail, that was published this year that I'd love to explore a little bit more about. So welcome to the show, Eleanor. It is such a privilege to have you here. Oh, it's lovely to be here. I always love chatting with you, Samaya. So <laughs> great pleasure. Thank you so much. Now, I'm going to start off by talking about your journey into food writing and how you came here and what inspired you to start this. I guess it really starts with travel, which has always been a big part of my life. Ever since I was a very small child, my parents would take me around the world with them, whether it was for work or for pleasure. And food was a big part of our journeys. Um, Even when I was very small, a way we would discover places was through the food, through going to food markets, through testing street food, through eating, and then for trying to recreate those um, dishes at home. My mother was a great cook and a great experimenter. So I think that was built into me at a very young age and uh, and fueled my love of of food and flavors and and looking at how the world can be seen in that way. And then I uh, my first job after university uh, was at a food website where I was editing recipes and writing features on food. So it was a wonderful world that I fell in love with. That's beautiful. What a wonderful story. And I think one when you're born into something like this with this, you know, this wanderlust and and flavor, it's something that just becomes a part of your life just naturally. And, and it sounds like that's exactly what happened with you. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a mixture of greed and inquisitiveness brought together. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, and I would love to know a little bit about how you began to write and think about writing as a career, as in writing books. And definitely the fact that your books are not just cookbooks. And that's what I love about them. And I think that it's really difficult to disassociate stories with recipes and the people that, you know, that they're about or uh, the country that they come from. So how did that happen? Well, I guess it was an evolution from um, my food writing started more with the recipes, um, with well, a lot of editing recipes for other people and making recipes work for home cooks. But, but yes, it was the stories that captivated me, the things behind them. And I think that food can be an amazing lens in which to view the world. Um, you can... You can look at the story of people, of humankind, of countries, of nationalities, of history, 
all through the lens of food. And it's at once delicious, but it's it makes a very interesting topic to explore. And it I find it can kind of focus writing in an interesting way, because perhaps you can take a topic that's been explored a lot before, but look at it in a sort of fresh way. And that's quite exciting as a writer. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how does one, you know, because there's a lot of talk about people writing about authentic cultures and their stories, how is it that one can be really respectful of the country that you're exploring and the recipes and the people that they're from? How does one do that? And what's that sort of real beautiful balance that you can find in doing that? Well, I think this is such an important point and one that we're all learning more about as we go and and trying to listen and think about how we can be respectful. I think there are two things. One is, as a travel writer, by the nature of it, you're writing as an outsider and you're you're writing about a place, about your view of a place and what you can learn and your impressions. And I think there's a great tradition of travel writers in um, our country so I think that that gives one an angle um, of, of, of looking in, not claiming to be an expert, but claiming to be someone who is learning and absorbing. But on the other hand, if you're writing a recipe from another culture, I think it's so important to give it its story, to give it its place, to make sure that you're representing it truly and, and fairly and making sure that the story that's attached to that food is told and told in a respectful way. That's absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that I always find really interesting about your recipes, and especially looking at the nutmeg trail, there's such a varied story there because we're obviously journeying through the ancient spice roots. And there are so many different cultures and flavors and spices and different methods of cooking. And one of something that I really wanted to ask you was that when you start to chronicle these stories and recipes together, how do you start your research? How do you make your plans for your travel? It's just, it's fascinating. I'm totally intrigued by this <laughs> process because I'm not a travel writer. I just write from my memory. But to do that is something, you know, I'd love to do in, in the future, but I have absolutely no idea where does one start that. <laughs> well, I guess I've had very different processes. Um, if we take my book, Fire Islands, which was... Uh, a return for me to Indonesia, a country I have lived in as a child and a country I went back to to research the book. There, I had such clear boundaries and it was far more a, a travelogue, a travel journey. So I, I planned where I was going to visit. I went out, I researched, I met people. It was a very hands-on experience and one that... Um, well, it took both a lot of planning, but a lot of flexibility as well. Mm -hmm. And that research was on the ground, largely. My book, The Nutmeg Trail, by nature, one of its scope, we're covering the entire region across Asia into the Middle East, the span of the Indian Ocean, which is where these ancient maritime spice routes went. Um, that meant it's a region I've traveled in a lot, but it wasn't one to take in as a single journey. And the second reason this is I was writing during COVID. So my mm. plans for travels that I'd put in place naturally fell through. And I think that helped shape the book into one where I delve far more into history. And it ended up being a project where I was looking at 
the history of countries, looking at flavours and sort of using them almost like clues into what this spice route was. So my sort of job became a bit more of a detective Mm -hmm. as I was thinking, what can we learn if we look at a recipe from here and we look at linguistic clues or flavour clues, we look at the history that we know that happened, the peoples that we know moved along these spice routes and the fun of tracing these um, these flavours, kind of using recipes as a map to chart the spice route. It, it was a fun project and, and I think it did take a, a different direction as I went. It required flexibility. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that that's it. I mean, you just the good thing is that you you were able to pivot that idea and make it into, you know, into something that still has such depth and, and story behind it. And I love that. Uh, and, and something that I'd always wanted to ask you ha- is about Samarkand, because that was quite a I know you you you, you co-authored that, but it was, again, quite a, a travelogue and, and a journey a flavor that, you know, was very unknown to the audiences here and 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 how did you feel about traveling in those regions and and writing a book like that what did it take of you to do that well I think um Caroline Eden my co-author on Samarkand was really an amazing driving force because she is such an expert in the region of Central Asia Mm -hmm. and was so passionate about and still is about bringing it um bringing its stories through in her writing but what for me, really was so interesting was the way that in Central Asia, you are at the heart of where flavours meet. Mm-hmm. You're at the crossroads of East and West. And you can kind of look north into Russia and see those flavours. You can look east towards China and you see those flavours in the cooking. You go to, you know, um, into Eastern Europe, you've got those influences coming in. And again, from the South and um from sort of Afghanistan it really is the product of its region in the world and it's so exciting to see this fusion coming together in the cooking that's what I really enjoyed about that project yeah it, it is it is just such a wonderful book it's one I use a lot uh, and and I'm now starting to use the nutmeg trail as well so uh, I'm really excited to be doing that because I, I love some of the recipes are so unusual to me I mean I've never ever seen these kind of recipes some of them are very quite quite familiar but that's what I love that you're able to find these beautiful flavors and and bring different stories to to the to the world which is you know you're doing a great service to the world um, and i'd like to sort of my final question to you really would be what is your you know i know a lot of people want to write travelogue based book cookbooks or cookbooks that tell a story of flavors and spices and and people that are exotic what are your three main things to consider uh, if you were to want to write a book like this and and bringing in history and, of course, culture. Well, I guess if you're going to do a travelogue, I would start with a plan and a structure of what you might want to learn and explore, but then just be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if you're too rigid, you would miss the exciting insights and the stories that can take you in very unexpected directions. It might be somebody you meet, who introduces you to more people, who who brings up a flavour, a recipe, a story you hadn't considered. So I think it's important to be able to be light on your feet and adapt. So I think the first stage is really about listening, absorbing as much as you can. And, um, and you can work out later what you're going to do with that. It's your time to kind of learn to soak it in, to absorb. Um, so then I guess 
second would come onto the structure. And I think that it's fun if you're writing a book to be able to think about perhaps a different way to structure it. I mean, of course, with a, a travel writing, you could go sequentially, you could map your journey, you could go regionally and look at things from different regions. But um, for me, it's been quite fun. In my last two books, I've I've grouped my chapters, my writings, my recipes by flavour profile. When I was writing Far Islands, I, I was thinking about how do we look at an Indonesian table? What should a meal be like? What what do you want to achieve? And then I was thinking, this is about a balance of flavours. You want in the perfect spread, you want something creamy and rich and luscious. You want something crunchy and you want something bright and zingy. So I sort of thought, ah, if I, if I group together my book like this, then I can give people a way of putting together a table because they can choose things from different chapters. Then when it came to writing the nutmeg trail, again, I was thinking, should I make this regional? Could I make this technique based? Because I spend a lot of time exploring the different techniques of using spices. But in the end, I came back to flavor again. And what I did is I looked rather than at single spices, at kind of how spices could be grouped together in flavor profiles. So you've got a chapter on things that are um, earthy, that kind of earthy depth that um, lends itself to many curries. I've got a chapter on lime leaves and lemongrass. That's looking at the fresh spice piece, particularly common in Southeast Asia, and that kind of mm-hmm. bright flavor profile. There's another on, on, on chilies, where they're the star ingredient. So yeah, I think it's fun to play around with different structures and different ideas, and then that can spar into your writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then if I come on to tip three, I guess it is thinking about design. Mm-hmm. If you're writing a book that's going to be illustrated, um, whether it's with photographs, with illustrations, with colour, even just a cover, I think that it's really fun to think of how that can be an extension to your words and the story you're telling. So for me, I really like to think about what is the mood that I've tried to create here and how can that play into the design. And so with the nutmeg trail, I was thinking about the power of spices, not only their flavor and their power in cooking, but their stories as well. There's a lot of kind of mystery and power and uh, excitement and intrigue Mm -hmm. and horror and all sorts of things tied with spice, but they're an ingredient that certainly are not neutral. So then I was thinking with the amazing design team at Murdoch Books, we were discussing ways that we can make this book reflect that and have the same vibrancy in its look. So we used a lot of colour. We used um, botanicals, images from, you know, spice jungles. And we wanted the uh, photography to have the kind of light, the dappled light of a jungle, the brightness in the um, props. It's it's a book that was great fun to make because we Mm -hmm. really wanted to tell a story with that image. And and I hope that if you're writing a good book, if someone picks it up, they can flick through and they can get a sense of, of, of the story you're trying to tell before they even get to your words. Absolutely. And I think what you've said, something that's really interesting, because 
I know that a lot of the covers and, 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 and the theme colors and all of those things are not always in our hands as authors, but we are. And if you work with a really good publisher, you do work with an incredible team that really wants your input and to have a visual idea of what you want the book to look like because of the representation of the words and the theme and the stories is a really brilliant thing to bring to the table as an author. And if you have that, it actually helps you write as well, having that visual idea of what you want the book to look like. So I think that the team at Murder has captured that beautifully, but then they always do. <laughs> um, and, and I know they have for my book as well when it comes out. Um, I'm really excited to share that with the world as well. And I'm looking at it right now and, and I see, you know, I'm flipping through pages and I'm seeing pictures of that dappled light you know it nothing is flat everything has a movement and energy which I think is exactly what you want a book like this and and such a great great final tip as well for for any aspiring author who wants to write a travel log so thank you so much for that because Eleanor that was really helpful and my favorite is your map the spice map, of which which is brilliant, which is really nice to you know to keep a caption idea of where this all lies and where all this magic and horror, as you said, did take place. But I think the beautiful result is is this incredible book. Which thank you so much for sharing with us, and also for you know sharing your tips because your the, the genre that you write is extremely difficult to get into because there's so many different moving parts and um, that really is a very helpful chat thank you so much oh thank you it's lovely to reflect on the creativity behind it all (laughs) thank you thanks a lot for being here Um, and I just wanted to say a big thank you to you so I hope to see what you're doing next do do let me know what you're up to next anything exciting anything you can talk about well, I'm, I'm working on something. My spice cupboard is still getting lots of action. I'll say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Brilliant. Looking forward to that. Well, thanks a lot, Eleanor. Thank you. If seeing your cookbook publish is one of your dreams, my online course Crafted launches at the end of September. This is a four-week program to help you write your dream-to-draft cookbook proposal. So if you are interested, do join the waitlist, which is linked below. Finally, if you'd like to rate and review this podcast on your podcast platform, that would be incredible and it would really help reach out to those who might benefit from this podcast. Thanks so much for listening to A Sabred Life with me, Sumaya. And until next time, choose a slower life and choose a sabred life.